Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello again, Six Packers, and welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode 31. Do you know what the top three things are that people search for on the internet according to Google? The first thing is how to make money on the internet. That shouldn't be surprising to us because the stories we've all heard lead us to believe you can become a millionaire sitting at your computer for a couple of hours a day. That's not true, of course, because making money online requires a lot of hard work, just like making money any other way. I know from personal experience this is true. The third thing is spirituality. People don't search for Christian things too much because Christianity has a real credibility problem in today's culture, but rather they search for new age types of spirituality. They're actually looking for ways to make themselves their own god. The analytics bear that out. It's the second thing most search for that really surprised me. I suppose it shouldn't have surprised me, though. The second thing most search for on the Internet is pornography. Sex dominates our minds 24-7. Sex has become the end-all, be-all of human existence. We're going to talk about that, about sex, when we return. Learn things about the Catholic faith you never knew in Joe Sixpack's Secrets of the Catholic Faith. There are many essentials to our holy and ancient faith that few modern Catholics know. Those essentials have become, well, secrets, hence the title Secrets of the Catholic Faith. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is always exciting, never boring, and completely politically incorrect. He never shies away from the so-called untouchable moral issues. With his use of humor and directness, readers and students can never get enough of what he teaches. According to Joe, there isn't one single teaching of the Catholic Church that can't be completely demonstrated to an inquiring mind. Everything can be demonstrated. But the Catholic laity aren't being taught these things. They're being fed pablum when they need and want meat. Secrets of the Catholic Faith is actually exciting, and it will make any Catholic's chest swell with pride. So get your copy of Secrets of the Catholic Faith by Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. Sex sells, and Madison Avenue's known that for a long time. Sex is the lowest possible denominator in our human nature, and that's why it sells. After all, we can't perpetuate our species without sex, and God made it a pleasurable experience, so we'd do just that. If sex was unpleasant, we'd have become extinct shortly after the fall in the Garden of Eden. For Madison Avenue to use sex to sell things, it all begins with copywriting. For those of you who don't know what copywriting is, it's the idea, concepts, and text written for sales letters, commercials, display ads, or any fundraising appeal you've ever seen or heard. When you get the annual appeal letter from your bishop, he didn't write that letter. A professional copywriter wrote it. Copywriting is a bona fide profession with copywriters earning as much as $10,000 for a single sales letter. 
Just like any profession, copywriting has principles to be followed for success in that field. One principle of copywriting is that for any copy to be good, it has to focus subliminally, and at times not so subliminally, on the seven capital sins. In other words, in order for copy to be good copy, it has to appeal to the emotions of our fallen human nature. The seven capital sins are pride, greed, envy, gluttony, anger, and sloth or laziness. A good piece of sales copy will always focus on at least one of these sins, and all of them if possible, but the one most used is lust. Lust doesn't necessarily have to do with sex, but that's the first thing we think of when we hear or read the word. Why? Because sex is the very most important thing in our lives, or at least that's what we've been led to believe. I took a class in psychology in high school. That's where I learned about Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The hierarchy of needs was presented as a pyramid, listing the things man needs for his personal survival from the most important to the least important. Maslow did a perfect job of creating his hierarchy of needs. When I graduated high school, I went to the Army rather than go to college. It wasn't until the 90s that I decided to get a degree. When I took Psychology 101, I was appalled to learn that the psychological profession had added sex to the hierarchy of needs. Do we need food to stay alive? Check. Do we need water to stay alive? Check. Do we need clothing, shelter, and good health to stay alive? Well, check, check, and check. Do we need sex? No, not at all. Priestly celibacy, which 99% of priests live faithfully, has been practiced in the church since the first century, and it's been mandatory since Pope Gregory the Great made it so in the 11th century. In all those centuries, not one priest has ever died due to a lack of sex. Neither of nuns, lay people who were consecrated virgins, nor single lay people committed to living the faith died from a lack of sex. Yet somehow sex has become perceived as a need, the end-all be-all of human existence. Just look around you. We're bombarded by sex every waking moment. Gorgeous models, both men and women, hawking the most mundane products imaginable, are intended to get your attention by appealing to your baser instincts. The fashions are designed to appeal to you sexually, especially women's fashions. In fact, what women wear today would have given them reputations as loose and promiscuous women a few years ago. There are limitless advertisements for condoms, testosterone replacement therapy, and erectile dysfunction. Astounding to me was to learn that the most attended webinar presentation I host in my 25-week series is titled Sexual Purity in a Sex-Saturated Culture. Why is that? Well, the only plausible explanation is because it's about sex. All anyone thinks about is sex, yet we're producing fewer and fewer babies every year, which is the only reason for engaging in sex in the first place. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says that the U.S. fertility rate continued to fall in 2018 to an all-time low. In 2018, fewer than 3.8 million children were born in a country of 329 million people. 
Just 10 years ago, there were 4 million children born, and that's way too low. The year I came into the world, we had 4.3 million children born, but our population was only 171 million, about half as many people as we have now. So we're producing far fewer children, but sex is becoming more and more prevalent. Every generation has to replace itself with new children, or we end up with the problems we have today. In order to be able to care for our elderly, fill jobs in the economy, and just to maintain the status quo, every woman of childbearing age in America must have 3.3 children, but the average today is only 1.5 per each woman of childbearing age. If we're to prosper and provide for ourselves in a better way, 4.3 children are necessary from women of childbearing age. As it is now, we've aborted and contracepted for so many years that we can't even fill the jobs available in the current economy, much less take care of our aging population. So what's the solution? Do we start mass-producing test-tube babies and hire women to act as surrogates? Do we spend billions of taxpayer dollars to figure out how to bring all the frozen embryos we've stored away to term without use of a biological mother? After all, based on everyone's preoccupation with enjoying the pleasures of sex while avoiding the consequences, we can't possibly expect couples to suddenly become generous and live within natural law to begin having babies, now can we? This is the most selfish generation in history. We clamor for and expect everyone to do the right thing to make this a better world. As long as we're personally exempt from doing the right thing, we want everyone else to do. For example, we have a multi-trillion dollar federal deficit that will destroy our children and grandchildren. So millions of people are demanding that the deficit be reduced. The rest of us nod our heads in agreement, but the minute President Trump comes up with a plan that will lower the deficit and reduce spending by removing 3 million people from the food stamp program, these same fiscally concerned citizens complain about his cruelty, even as these complainers know that entitlements aren't constitutional in the first place. Selfish. All of us want the right thing, but none of us want the responsibilities those right things demand. As you've heard me say before, liberty is doing as you ought. License is doing as you want. Doing what we want without any regard to right and wrong implies immaturity and selfishness. Doing what we ought, on the other hand, implies generosity and maturity to accept the responsibilities that go along with true liberty. Most Americans don't really believe in God anymore, so let's temporarily remove him and the divine law from this discussion. Divine law is really nothing more than an elevation of natural law, so let's pursue this from that standpoint. If you drink and drive, you're violating a criminal law. There's going to be consequences. You could lose your license, end up in jail, or even possibly be charged with vehicular manslaughter. There are always consequences to our actions. The same holds true when we violate natural law. There are always consequences, but those consequences aren't always immediate. If you jump off a building because you don't believe in gravity, consequences are immediate. You'll get hurt or die. If you spend a long period of time abusing your body by putting things into it that it was never intended to take in, eventually your body rebels. 
That's what happened to me. That's why I had a stroke and spent most of my time in a wheelchair. That's the consequence I faced for violating natural law, and it was a long-term effect. In the world of nature, nothing has greater far-reaching effects than to violate the natural laws regarding sex. Some of the consequences for violating natural law with sex are immediate, while some are long-term. A short-term effect would be STDs. We've always had them, but they were rare when I was a kid, and there was no such thing as AIDS or HIV. They didn't exist. STDs are a consequence of our irresponsible and selfish abuse of sex that are immediate. The long-term effects of the abuse of sex are a bit different. As we've already noted, we're on a declining path to self-imposed extinction. The responsible use of sex makes babies. We were intended by nature to be monogamous because we know that multiple partners results in STDs and possibly death. Nature also intends that our sexual encounters are intended to propagate the human race. When it comes to sex today, we're anything but mature and responsible. Any sex act, any act that excludes the possibility of generating life is a violation of natural law. This is why we know that homosexual activity is wrong, that it's a perversion of natural law. That's why people who engage in homosexual activity are rightly called perverts. Referring to them as perverts isn't intended to be derogatory. It's just a statement of fact. They pervert natural law. To refer to people as Caucasoid, Negroid, or Mongoloid isn't derogatory, but rather how white, black, and Asian people are scientifically classified. It's just a fact. But the idea of being a pervert gets a lot more personal than we want to admit. As I said, any sexual act that excludes the possibility of generating life is a violation of natural law. That means those people who use contraceptives, engage in fellatio, engage in anal sexual intercourse, or masturbate should be rightly labeled as perverts. After all, one who perverts nature is by definition a pervert. We're a selfish, immature, and irresponsible generation. All humans desire sexual pleasure, but this current generation doesn't want to pursue it responsibly. Pleasure is a legitimate pursuit if done in moderation. When you eat your favorite food, you're not gluttonous about it. Gluttony has both short and long-term consequences. The same is true of sex. The next time you're tempted to engage in sexual activity with someone who's not your spouse, use contraception, or engage in fellatio or anal sex, remember that if you pursue those perversions of nature, you'll rightly be called a pervert. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is a welcome visitor to parishes across the United States every Sunday through his What We Believe, Why We Believe It bulletin inserts. Using humor, immutable truth, and ignoring political correctness, Joe Sixpack helps the average Catholic in the pew better know and understand our holy and ancient faith in a way that is refreshing, awe-inspiring, and makes readers chest-pounding proud to be Catholic. And readers love it. Now you can enjoy Joe's work by getting the best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It book series. In fact, get two copies of each book, one for yourself and one for your pastor. 
Then your priest can decide if he wants to help your fellow parishioners by subscribing to the What We Believe, Why We Believe It bulletin inserts. Get your copy of the best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It by Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to the Western Journal. A self-proclaimed Antifa activist was shot and killed by Washington State Police after the 69-year-old man launched an attack on an Immigration and Customs Enforcement Detention Center in Tacoma, Washington. Instead of condemning the crazed man's act of violence, which could have resulted in serious injury, Antifa's Seattle faction posted a call to action for others to follow in Willem Van Spronson's footsteps, labeling their comrade a martyr and urging a call for direct action. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 4 Hats off to LifeSite News. Rachel Campos Duffy is a Fox News pundit, a children's book author, and the wife of Wisconsin Republican Congressman Sean Duffy, who recently announced they're expecting their ninth child. While the Duffys embrace large families, they're also keenly aware of the cultural forces that look upon them with disdain. National Review published an interview with Campos Duffy on her thoughts about family size or Catholic faith, the reaction to her latest pregnancy, and more. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic, Catholic News Pick number three. Hats off to LifeSite News. A U.S. National Day of Mourning is planned for late August to draw attention to the deaths of more than 20 million black lives snuffed out by abortion. The event will also draw attention to abortion giant Planned Parenthood's targeting of black babies under what organizers of the event say is a, quote, plan of extermination, end quote, called, quote, the Negro Project, end quote. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 2 Hats off to Flag and Cross An unhinged liberal violently attacked and pushed a priest off a stage during Mass in Brazil for preaching the truth about homosexuality. She's now being hailed as a hero by the LGBT community. We can expect this sort of behavior now in this country. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick Number 1 Hats off to Breitbart. President Donald Trump's administration is helping bring Christians in Iraq back from the brink of extinction fomented by a genocidal campaign at the hands of the Islamic State. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. Three criminals kidnapped a jeweler, murdered him, and took his jewel case to their hideout in the country. Two went into the hideout right away, but the youngest man was sent to the next town for a bottle of whiskey. While he was gone, the older men said, Why should we give that kid a third of the jewels? 
When he comes back, we'll whack him and split it 50-50. In the meantime, the younger man was thinking, those two will double-cross me if they can. Why shouldn't I have all the jewels to myself and become a rich man? All I need to do is put a little poison in the whiskey. So he bought some poison and put it in the whiskey. As soon as he got inside the house and put the bottle on the table, one of the men put a bullet in the back of his head. Then they sat down and divided the jewels while they drank the poison whiskey. In an hour, they were both dead. People often begrudge others what they can't enjoy themselves, and that's the worst kind of envy. Greed stops at nothing. In this story, it costs four deaths, the three greedy thieves and an honest jeweler. Don't envy others for the good things they have that you don't have. Instead, thank God for being generous to them. Then he'll be even more generous to you. Hey, Six Packers, that's all for this episode. I've enjoyed having you with me. Don't forget to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. The links are in my show notes. Also, remember to visit JoeSixPackAnswers.com to sign up for my free email course. Each short lesson arrives in your inbox every three days. We also have the Cantankerous Catholic Social Media Group you can join to discuss anything about Catholicism, our country, or anything else on your mind. I visit the page every day. The link's also in my show notes. There are lots of other neat things of interest in my show notes, too. You can find them at cantankerouscatholic.com. And remember to live by the Joe Sixpack battle cry. Comfort and conviction don't live on the same block. This has been the Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.